VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. We're on the air from 1 till 4 after that podcast on the iHeart app at uh, John and Ken on Demand. Yeah, but you, you realize starting this week, because of the time change, we're really on the air from like 12 to 3. See, because we move the clocks forward? No. Don't do that. No. I have I, totally absorbed the time change. I've never had a problem with it. I don't understand people who... You're like, not still tired and cranky? Wait, no. you're always tired and cranky. Exactly. That's no. a, that, that's why it has no effect on me. Yeah, honestly. All right, we got a lot of stuff to get to today, but we're going to start with, well, where we started yesterday, only because the follow-up stories are such gaggers. It is <laughs> almost hard to believe. What we're talking about, of course, is the dreaded confirmation of Yoga Pants Garcetti as the next ambassador to India after a year and nine months sitting there waiting for his confirmation by the United States Senate. Let me tell you, if if he put the work into Los Angeles that he put in to advance his sorry political career, well, L.A. would be a paradise. This and, guy gave up even living here in L.A. the last few months of his uh, mayoral term just to do nothing but lobby and bribe people in Washington. The El Segundo Times tried to make it sound like, oh, he's avoided the fate of past mayors who couldn't advance politically. Uh, they ran for, like, governor. This guy was, this is an appointment as an ambassador. Well, what was the big deal here which that is, he got the appointment? Which is normally automatic. I don't know why the LA Times editorial people like to sniff Garcetti's underwear so much. I really don't. I, no, I, I certainly it. don't. He, I don't know why anybody would sniff anybody's underwear. He, but. He, made, he made their, well, you know, there's a niche. Uh, he made, <laughs> he should make all those editorial people look like fools for the rest of their life. They have repeatedly endorsed him, even though he is an incompetent buffoon disaster of a politician. 
614 days it was in total from the day Biden nominated him to yesterday when he got confirmed. Um, This is what Politico, they have something called their West Wing playbook. Uh, This was written by Christopher uh, Catalago and Marianne Levine. And it is an all-time winner. Uh, For Garcetti and his team, it was also about survival. Get Eric to India so he can try to put this behind him. You like the way that's phrased? And we're talking about the sex harassment allegation Mm -hmm. scandal. Just put this behind him. It's why Garcetti returned time and time again to Washington, privately ducking into Senate offices, spending so many days in the Capitol while he was still mayor that people close to him started referring to it as Satellite City Hall. Yeah, see? He wasn't working. You know, he wasn't working. While while the homeless bodies were piling up on the streets and and smash-and-grab robberies were breaking out everywhere, Garcetti was sitting on sofas in in, uh, reception areas of Senate offices. Sniffing underwear. Yeah, please! Please vote for me. Licking please. boots. Oh, yeah. Knob slobbering. Oh, oh. Tongue bathing. Can you imagine what he did? What can I do for you? His parents, Gil and Suki, did spend, we now know, $90,000 of their own money on oh, lobbyists. So it wasn't just Garcetti walking around. There were lobbyists walking around the halls no, pushing for him. No wonder he is the way he is. He was raised as this spoiled, entitled child who never had to do anything to prove his worth to the world because they... Did everything for him. They paid his way throughout life. He's never had a, a day in the private sector. He's never had a day working in business. He just got these parasitical government jobs. Now, and he had all his parents pay for all his education. Here comes two quotes. First from Garcetti, who is such an over-the-top liar. It's sad. I've had the best job one could ever imagine in politics. And if I never had a political job tomorrow, I would die happy. Yeah. And then this one. We're not far from Nevada. If you listen to this show in Nevada, you have some senator, and what a dope this is. Catherine Cortez Mastro. I think she's new, right? What hurts is untruths and attacks against your reputation. Your reputation is everything. That's all you have, and you better defend it. And people you believe in better defend it. And they did. So she's decided that the whole thing was made up. God. That Garcetti knew what Rick Jacobs was can doing. You imagine, everybody in the office. Can you imagine the stuff we don't know? And there's a lot we don't know that existed. Because in these stories, it's pretty clear that his tight inner circle worked really hard to shut down anybody from leaking dirt to the press or spread uh, stories about what happened. But the campaign against him was so relentless and, and formidable, it even surprised Garcetti. And, of course, then they go on to recount that Naomi, Naomi Seligman, who used to be his communications director, is the one that led the charge, got the whistleblower organization to make the Senate aware of what was going on with the Rick Jacobs story. Now, Garcetti maintained his lack of knowledge about Jacobs and pointed to the people from his office staff and around him who for years have said the same. Quote, there were so many things that were so easy to rebut once people spent the time and don't just listen to me, but listen to the first 10 witnesses that were there. Really? Naomi Seligman was there. Yeah, and she wasn't the only one. His other staff members who testified under oath were there. This is his own staff that turned against him. Right. The rest of his staff are just loyal sycophants who thought, you know, we got to glom onto this guy. Maybe he's still going somewhere. We have to protect Eric. Because, yeah, because they think he's going to be, uh, and the, the real galling thing is he he is not ruling out running for governor. After yeah, that Newsom came at leaves. the end of this. That's right. I, 
Um, I'm just going to serve my time in Italy, but I will come back to L.A. And it's like, who knows what's next? But, yeah, they dropped that perhaps when Newsom finally steps down, Garcetti will run for that job. Oh, my God. I know every politician has secret plans. My only focus is on this job. No, you don't have secret plans. We all saw your run for president a few years ago. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> you were testing the waters. Right. And you bombed. <laughs> he spent a chunk of his second term running for president. And the last, I don't know how many months. I mean, really, it's been a year and a half. He spent the last year and a half lobbying for this stupid ambassador job. And right. no wonder you look around and everybody's in shock at how bad, how badly run Los Angeles has been and what became of the quality of life in this city. And it's because he he left he left the city and never returned, basically. His my his heart was never in it. Wow. Should have resigned five years ago. The El Segundo Times had a reporter by the name of Jennifer. Never heard of this one. Jennifer Habercorn. Habercorn? Uh she did a story too about Garcetti finally getting confirmed. It's pretty much the same thing, although it's got this thing where uh, I checked in with Joe Biden to make sure he still wanted me, Garcetti said. And I can tell you unequivocally, he said, Eric, I'm still 100 percent behind you. And when they look at my qualifications and they looked at the evidence, it was not a tough vote. His qualifications. <laughs> they, they, you Nine know, and a half years destroying the city of Los Angeles. That and he before took the that, half wreck that Tony Villar left the city and made it a full wreck. Yeah. yeah and before that, he spent 12 years. On city council, city council president too. Wow, he's been at a, at, a, at a major position governing Los Angeles. If, you, if does anybody remember what life was like twenty years ago in L.A. compared to now? Oh, but, you know, what we learned, we were right. It says here he made frequent trips to Washington, sometimes approaching senators without appointments. Yeah. That's what you and I were joking about. He's just walking around the halls trying to find somebody to talk to. Yeah. And that, he sees a senate face, he just grabs onto them. How? How? He was. Please send me to India. He was dead because he can't do anything. He can't. Well, otherwise, where was he going to get a job? Remember, Vera Gross had the same problem. Vera Gross had ran into money problems after he was done as mayor because nobody would hire him. They would give him ceremonial uh, positions. Oh, uh, yeah, he's now on the board of, you know, one uh, rickety company or another. But they weren't real jobs because he has no skills. And he proved he had no skills. And Garcetti, the same thing. He proved he's got no skills. Well, at least to me, this job's a rabbit hole. We won't hear much about him for a while because it doesn't get any coverage. They don't cover the ambassador stuff, yeah. and even if it's a big country like India. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Hey, I heard a rumor that the Moist Line is coming back tomorrow, and that's exciting news. So you can still leave messages to be a part of the playback of calls in the 3 o'clock hour. Uh, use the iHeartRadio app. It's the microphone icon to drop a message there. Or call the toll-free number. It's been there for years, waiting for you to call. 1-877-MOIST-86. 1-877-664-7886. Well, just for laughs, coming up after 1.30, as I saw the report, or rather I saw the assignment, we'll be talking to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, about whether or not we're out of the drought. <laughs> he knows he's got the exact numbers does he really and actually john he can tell you whether your neighborhood is out of the drought <laughs> he's got the specific map which can show every corner of the state in the drought or out of the drought uh, anyway he'll be along after the news at uh 1 while there's still 
What did I read? Because you brought this up. Apparently, there's possibly a, still a couple of storms, but once we get through March, they don't see April as having much in terms. Yeah. Now, of course, they're always wrong. So I, but you said back in January when we had a lull that February there were conditions that might bring this back. You read that, and now I'm reading other meteorologists saying, all right, after we get through March, probably that's it. Yeah, there's another one coming Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Yeah, but that's still March. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They're, they're seeing a quieter period coming in. I just wish it get warmer. I heard today that we're constantly 8 to 10 degrees below normal. Yeah. Uh, I think it's been one of the coldest uh, winters on record. But there's climate change. Oh, you know, know why it is? Because we're doing the best, our state. So our air is colder. Sure. So we're not raising temperatures and we're getting even colder right. temperatures because we're doing so much with carbon emissions. Right. And because, Am I right? And because, Just California. I mean, you travel a bit east. Forget it. Because they're, they're, they got higher temperatures. California's air stays over California. It does. It does. Do you know? They, I, they came up with a blocking mechanism. I wonder how many people believe that. That California's air stays over yeah. California? Yeah. Because... You, you know that it doesn't. There's no such thing as a jet stream that kind of. Well, no. Most people are ignorant of most ocean everything. breezes that push yeah. things like to the east. And I no. wonder if they think that's true because we do because so air much. looks so stagnant. Maybe they think you know. Yeah. It's just. It's, but what about the wind? You ask them. The wind doesn't that indicate that it kind of moves? And... I, I bet you most people don't know how it all works, and and they don't care. They don't have the curiosity. No, in fact, on uh, many days we have Chinese air rolling in here, don't we? Didn't they? Didn't they point that out years ago? Well, some of yeah, the because the, ge the jet over? stream moves from west to east. Yes. So the bad the, Beijing air it comes over the Pacific Ocean. I mean, the the upper level winds are always swirling around over us, and there is generally a west to east movement. Right. So all right. Well, we move from the former mayor of Los Angeles, Yoga Pants Garcetti, to his replacement, Mayor Karen Bassetti. Is that what we call her? Karen Bassetti. Bassetti yes. Well, the big announcement is that she believes by the time, and I hate this, and I know John hates this, by the time she reaches her 100th day in office, which has got to be coming soon, she took office in December, right? we got to be pretty close. I, th so. I think we're, yeah, just about at it, right? We're on top of it, yeah, because yeah. 90 days has certainly gone by. We must be on top of 100. Uh, she believes 4,000 homeless Angelinos will have been housed. But there's a lot of caveats to that headline. <laughs> a thousand is from her Inside Safe program, the other 3,000 benefited from housing programs that were already there before she took office. And then you continue to scroll down to the story. Uh, 62 people have entered permanent housing. <laughs> yeah. well, well, because that's not overwhelming. Well, because it says, you know, 1,300 entered interim housing. So what is interim housing? It's a shelter. And, and, and But since most of them have drug addictions and have uh, horrible mental issues, then what happens to them? They, they get tired of the rules or, you know, the, the crazy people in their brain start sh shouting at them and they wander um, away. I, I don't get it. Apparently I, a number of them in their hotels. She's still using these hotels to keep people. Can you imagine uh, what those hotel rooms look like? The L.A. Grand Ooh. Hotel. Should we do a show there and see what's going on? I don't want to get within a mile. Can't you imagine? That? Well, but because well, we we found out that nonprofit that's going out of business uh, uh, a month or two ago. There was these stories that we talked about. The the the, the, the vagrants trash the hotel rooms. They're a couple times over. Sometimes yeah. a couple times oh, over. Right in right. San Francisco, remember the hotels up there are suing the city for millions of dollars. The damages for for, <laughs> for uh, vagrant damage. Well, it, you know, a lot of these people are just insane and uncivilized. Here's the main thing here. 
during last year's campaign, she said 17,000 homeless people will be moved indoors in my first year. So they're putting out this number now that they're already at 4,000 in the first 100 days. This is all part of a PR plot to get you to believe that she's going to reach that figure of 10,000 that she gave when she was running for office. But you have to, I just believe that. But uh, they're, folk, they're, they're fake numbers. Or 17,000 is what Gar- she said. Garcetti did this too. They all do fake numbers. Yeah. Okay. She is Karen Bassetti. She saw how long, I mean, she saw her city last for nine and a half years, actively destroying the city. She figures, yeah, she can get through these four years just by BSing people. Uh, She has a homeless czar by the name of Mercedes Marquez, who apparently was sitting alongside her when they talked about these things. Uh, They said in Westlake, her office had to move a group of unhoused residents out of a motel after learning it had a serious roach problem on the west side. What kind of hotel do you think you're going to get? Wait a second. Like living in the street, there aren't roach problems? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the, we, we know that the rats are always rummaging through the food and the garbage that they leave in their tents. She admitted that they're still working on the RV problem. And by the way, I drove past that encampment in Marina del Rey again today. Uh, not only that, if you drive on Culver Boulevard, you, you can see all the trailers and RVs lined up. What? But on Culver Boulevard, there's this odd setup right where the 90 freeway is. Where they've taken up the whole sidewalk with the big, big, uh, like the trailers that you pull, you know, yeah. behind your car. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what it was. And it's all sorts of tarp over everything. And I'm like, and someone told me that's been there a while. Yeah, they want, well, everybody wants privacy. I, I noticed the windows are uh, covered they up cover in, them. in most yeah. of these RVs, which makes it look really creepy. Then you wonder. There's two reasons. They yeah. want privacy, but they also don't want the cops yeah. or anybody else or nosy neighbors to look in and find sure. out they're sleeping or yeah. using crack in there. Or they've got little children inside. Right. So she admitted that uh, many homeless people are renting the RVs from private owners, and we haven't cracked that nut, but we're working well, on it. Well, what's that got to do with it? Just tell uh, them. Yeah, they should tell them. They're registered. Well, because the owners will say, I didn't know they were going to use it to set up a homeless encampment. You uh, it doesn't matter what they say. I gotta... No, no. It's, just, it's illegally parked. They actually do know. It's because a... they sell them really cheap, and they're usually crappy. Yeah, I don't care if they know or not. It's illegal to park an RV there. You tow it, and you put it in a lot, and tell them they got 30 days to claim it, or we're going to turn it over to a, a junkyard in Tijuana. Right. That's all. You just say, sorry, that's illegal. You can't do that. Uh, here's the phone number of the uh, of the tow yard. I mean, there was a friend of ours in town, and she parked illegally in Beverly Hills, and they towed her car, and she had to go to the east side of L.A. and you know pay hundreds of dollars for the ticket and 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 the tow charge. You said it's Beverly Hills. Though. It's Beverly Hills. Yeah. Well, then they're not gonna let an RV park. But, but I'm there saying either, that's right? that's what you do. They they didn't yeah, call that, that's her what up you and... do in a normal city during normal times, right? Yeah. Yes. L.A. does not follow that model she, anymore. She, she came out of And a, it's funny. Sometimes I'm driving along because today I'm driving and I got into the city of L.A. And immediately there it was. RVs. There's stuff on the streets. It's like as soon as you cross into the city border, there it is. Right? All, all you need are tow trucks. And if they don't have enough. In fact, like uh, the, the place around Bologna Wetlands, there's supposedly I don't know, 40, 50, 60 of these. Oh, at least. Yeah. Just do two a day in a month. That situation is 100% cleaned up. So all you need is one tow truck to drive over there twice a day, and in a month, it's all better. Do yeah, that. As we found out last week, the problem is they're not homeless. They don't consider themselves homeless. I don't, it so. doesn't matter. They're parking illegally. This is my movable house. You don't. You ha- can't just tow it. The thing, first of all, they have, they have no opinion. They're not being asked for permission. 
Oh, now you've made them non-persons. Yes. Now not, you've made them, right, yes. you completely dismissed them. That it, You're completely dismissed. It's against the law. To, <laughs> do you know what? You want to hear this one? This actually happened. My son parked his car in front of our house, and then he left town for a while. Uh-oh, the three-day rule? No. Oh. Uh, there so, is one in my town. It's a three-day rule. You can't just leave the car there for three, three, or three or four days, it is. It, it's that he was a, a couple of inches too far from the curb when he oh. parked. He got a ticket? He got a ticket. He got too a far. ticket in front of our house. We're on a quiet street that leads to a cul-de-sac. There's no traffic going by. And he was, you know, you took a ruler out. Maybe he was two inches. Too far. Oh, you should call up Tracy Park. I, <laughs> he Tell comes, her, come he, on. He comes back. He goes, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> this is what they do. And then they tell us, oh, uh, and it's very difficult to tow the RVs out of the Bologna wetlands. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. They could do it. Well, they claim they don't have enough tow trucks to tow RVs, right? Didn't they claim that at some point? $63 ticket. $63 ticket for parking in front of your own house. Don't pay it. Do a protest. All right, coming up next, we'll check in with Alex Stone, ABC News from KFI. Don't laugh, but uh, it looks like uh, a lot of the state is out of the drought. Johnny Kent Show, KFI AM 640, live everywhere the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, there's Newsom news we're going to get to later on in the show. Newsom has given up on getting the legislature to go after the oil companies for a windfall profits tax. But he has another plan. And in classic Newsom style, it involves another task force or uh, another <laughs> committee. Or uh, we'll explain all that. And there's a plan. <laughs> it may seem like a joke, but it's not. And it's one of our favorite El Segundo Times columnists specials, Anita Chabria, about making over San Quentin prison. It's going to go Scandinavian. <laughs> we'll explain what that's about. Sean always likes to make this joke about how we need to put people in a nice garden where there's birds chirping and flowers growing and the prisoners can sit there and listen to soft music. This is new. No, this is actually real. To turn the prisons into Scandinavian prisons. That's Bidenville. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It sounds like Bidenville. It's just a very pleasant place. So you'll find out what this plan is. And it's San Quentin, too, I think where, it, I that's think where it, the murderers are, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I don't know. I think you need to have Scandinavians in the prison for that to work. But uh. Uh, Let's go right now to Alex Stone, ABC News for KFI, with the latest on, with all this rain, are we out of the drought? Here we not drought anymore. Remember how long it was going to take? Years and years of rain? Yeah. Um, so the uh, took two months. Yeah, uh, eight weeks. Every Thursday, uh, the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the National Drought Mitigation Center they put out a report that normally <laughs> nobody pays much attention to. Uh, where it's their drought report, everybody goes, eh, "Okay, it's really bad or it's not." But um, this week's was uh, was pretty shocking. So on January tenth, ninety five percent of California was in drought. A lot of it was extreme. Uh, now, after the the weeks of uh, of rain, most of California. Even the areas that were extreme are now drought-free. That uh, that it has gone. Thirty-six percent remains in a uh, light form of drought, being abnormally dry. Um, but that was forty-three percent last week. Now down to thirty-six percent, ninety-five percent in January. So it's going down quickly. And I mean, these are big changes. And uh, we reached out to UCLA and their climate folks, and uh, they sent us Q and A with their well-known climate scientist Daniel Swain and. 
the the question being, what does this mean? Like everybody said, this was going to go on forever. <laughs> uh huh. A lot of the scientists. Yeah. Well, what happened to all that? that yeah, we were where gonna, was all the gloom and doom? We were going to be in this long-term drought because of global warming and climate change until, oops, all of a sudden we got one of the coldest, went, wettest winters we've had in many years. Yeah, so he was asked about that, and he said... Obviously, it helps dramatically to have this large of a snowpack and have this much water falling from the sky as rain or snow everywhere. And the atmospheric river, uh, you know, the term that we hear over and over again, <laughs> this last one, uh, last two, I guess. We uh, banned that term. Week we, or so. We banned the, atmospheric. <laughs> uh the the uh the, that that definitely helped out as well because there was so much but he does say that in the science world there are different ways to to look at drought just you can say purely the water that's come in the last couple of months which is what the government reports doing yeah that's incredible uh but then you got to go okay some want to look at depleted groundwater in the central valley where wells went dry during the the drought um and actually the the ground sunk down a little bit they're working on a plan now to flood agricultural areas, try to get that water to seep down into the, the farmland and refill the aquifers and make the wells come back to life. And that would maybe, in some definitions, end drought. Then you've got dead trees and that sort of thing from the drought. So it depends on who you talk to of what their view of drought is and how long term it would be. But he said everybody uses a different definition of drought. So the strict interpretation of meteorological drought, which is usually is there a net uh, precipitation deficit over the last 12 to 18 months, then no, there's not going to be a drought in California after this. So going with the meteorological way of looking at it, we are no longer in most of California, including uh, in southern most of Southern California, in any form of, uh, of drought. The only area that really is not doing well is the, the Colorado River Basin. They got some snow, but it's not amazing. And Lake Mead went down so low that there were worries about it being Deadpool, where the water wouldn't go through the Hoover Dam and it would just sit there and be stagnant. That's, I think, 22 million people get their drinking water. Southern California, New Mexico, Arizona and Mexico and some other areas as well from there. That's not doing great. Um, that's probably going to take years. But California, the reservoirs, most of them, some of the bigger ones may take a couple of years to keep filling up if we get more rain. But most of them are doing really, really well. Uh, Oroville, they were releasing a ton amount of water the other day when... The rain was coming through. They hadn't done that since, I think, 2017. Um, at least in this state, looks pretty darn good. And you mentioned that everybody has a different definition of drought, but a lot of it always seemed to be with the, when they talk about areas that are still in drought. It, is it the groundwater mostly that's still depleted? Is that what it's about yeah, that, when they that's say that's still it? depleted in a lot of areas. Um, but as he described there, if you just want to say meteorological drought, then we're looking good. That That is... Or do we have more water than we normally would or more than last year, more than the year before? There we're good. But, yes, with groundwater, a lot of areas are not doing real great. The, the wells in the Central Valley, they did dry up. And the, the aquifers under the ground, they're empty from so many years of not a lot of rain. And so now that effort, and the governor uh, approved it the other day to divert floodwaters from the San Joaquin River, try to put it out into the fields with the goal the idea being that the ground's going to absorb that, um, and then it will fill up those aquifers. It's controversial. The environmental folks don't like the idea. They say it's going to kill off wildlife in that area and do other things. Um, but the idea is maybe if they flood those areas, the earth will absorb that water, fill up the aquifers, and then uh, wells will come back. That UCLA guy, though, didn't really answer the question, why, how did this happen? Because everyone was predicting years yeah, and years I, to I, come. And he just said, well, it snowed a lot. I don't know if you remember, Alex, but in October... 
uh, they said there was a 91% chance of having a cooler and drier than normal winter. That it was yeah. going to be a La Nina winter. 91% chance, and they whiffed big on that one. Yeah, I would say that that was a big miss uh, <laughs> based on everything we've been seeing. And Noah put out their prediction today for, I think, the summer. And they're saying, oh, the hurricanes. Yeah, and, and a hotter than normal summer. So, mm. you know, at this point, what does that really mean? But but that's what they're predicting as well. Um, yeah, it's it, yeah. It, there, there were the expectations that we were going to live this life for many years to come. And you, uh, looks like Ireland they, outside right they now. They do not have the capability of predicting weather long term. They simply don't. They, they prove it every year. They can barely do two or three days ahead. I don't know what's with their arrogance. Uh, what's with their egos? You can't do it. <laughs> That's a job, so they have to put out something. Yeah, it's a job, so. <laughs> All right. Alex you asks know, them, so they have to answer. <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for that Later. report. Uh, yeah. Listen John to- loves to put the reporters on the spot. Yeah, what do they know? Well, they don't know anything. No, although, you know, you came forward in January when we had that dry period, and you said, well, I'm reading some of the climatologists right. think in February. I- the conditions are ripe for another round of... Uh, Atmospheric rivers, and it, and it happened. They were right. It, uh, it did happen in mid-February, just as you said that day on the air in January. Well, it wasn't my prediction. I was reading what they were saying. But I'm saying you took it and you and you and you uh, right, brought it I, to the show because I, you thought you know it's worth mentioning. Or it might well, have I, wanted to, I wanted to see if it was going to happen or not. Right. We're, so now they're saying in April we're going to dry out. So well, it always dries out in April. It does. It, it's even rare for it to rain that much in March. Yeah. I remember past years, we always used to say, well, if it's going to rain here, because people ask me, when's the time to come visit you? Well, it may be warmer than back east, but it can rain in December, January, February. Uh, of course, that changed a bit. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we now, after this winter, we probably have a few winters of not much, and we're going to be back well, in the you know same something? panic mode. I, I have a bookmark on my iPad for the historical rainfall records in California, in Los Angeles specifically, because... A politician, Newsom, for example, lies about this like every few days. T- today, there's a quote where he says, if anyone has any doubt about Mother Nature and her fury, if anyone has any doubt about what this is all about in terms of what's happening to the climate and the changes we're experiencing, come to California, right? So I went to my little bookmarked rainfall total. He's yelling about climate change because we had a few dry, dry years. Now he had a very wet year. Yeah. Just at random, I looked down. You take the period 1897, 1898, <laughs> 99, four, four out of five years, well below normal. And then suddenly by 1902, well above normal. This wow. always happens. There are patterns that last for years, and then they break, and you get the reverse pattern that sometimes lasts for years. Or it goes back and forth. Because I'm looking, I'm looking, dry, 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 wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, 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 dry, wet, dry, dry, dry. It just, it's a, it's a random pattern. It, so that that was just normal life the last few years. All right, we got he, more coming up. He's full of it. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. All right, uh, we're on the air from 1 to 4. If you haven't caught on to that by now, that's the schedule. When we're done, just after 4, we post up the podcast. So if you missed the show live, pick up the show there at KFIAM640.com. Click your way to the John and Ken page or use the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after 2 o'clock, 
it's a joke to most of the country, but they're taking it seriously on the Board of Supervisors in San Francisco. The idea of reparations, which could reach $5 million per person. We'll have an on-the-scene report from a San Francisco resident coming up after 2 o'clock, who is, of course, fighting this nonsense. But the reason I say it's being taken seriously, the Board of Supervisors had a hearing on Monday, and they're very open to the idea and don't care where the money's going to come from. We'll, we'll, we'll deal with that later. This is important that we do this. But uh, it's, it's hundreds of billions of dollars. It's ludicrous. It's not possible. I don't know where they're going to come up. But it's like, what was it, 200 and something thousand dollars per resident they'll have to cough up? Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I know San Francisco has some wealthy people, saying, but a lot of people also left. I don't understand this. Are 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 they are they so so zealous because this has become a, a, a like a cult religion? Are they that mathematically illiterate? Like what uh, what is the intelligence level we're dealing with here on this uh, board of supervisors? We'll be talking to Richie Greenberg, who we talked to with the recall of the DA up there, Chesa Bowden, and uh, he has more. He's leading the fight against this dopey idea. Uh, we now take you to the world of, uh, well, health. Uh, do you use eye drops? I don't like eye drops at all. I don't like trying to drop anything. I didn't like contact lenses. Neither did you. I remember no, that. No, no, I could. I didn't take to them. Uh, there is an outbreak of uh, a, an extensively drug-resistant bacteria link to eye drops that sickened 68 people across 16 states. And now for the worst part, at least 16 have been hospitalized, eight have lost their vision, and four had to have their eyeballs removed. <laughs> you know, I went to the eye doctor the other day. That's why I wasn't here. And yeah. the eye doctor asked me, do you have dry eyes? And I said, yeah, kind of. I said, but you can probably tell better than I do. But I said, but I don't want to do anything about it. I don't want to use any eye drops. No, because then he'll be taking your eyeball exactly. out in a few months. Yeah, exactly. this is why a lot of people use the drops. It's called dry eye. Some people don't have don't have any tears at all. And they use dry because if, when your eyes are that dry, I guess they get itchy, scratchy, and irritated. They never cry. Well, I cry. <laughs> that we know. Deb Deborah never cries. <laughs> I do cry. Uh, so the germ behind the outbreak is an extensively drug-resistant form. Oh, boy, if I can pronounce this one, because everything's like Latin, right? Pseudomonas, uh, uh, wow, Irig iriginosa. It's an unwieldy name. And um, now I'm going to get to the best part. Officials, it's never been seen in the U.S. before. This particular, they're calling it the V-I-M-G-E-S-C-R-P-A outbreak strain. That's shortening it to just the letters behind this. It's never been seen in the U.S. before. They think it was brought into the country in contaminated eye drops manufactured by Global Pharma. They're based in, anybody have a guess? China? Well, I thought that too. We're not far away. India. India. Chennai, India. They were sold under the brand name Ezra Care Artificial Tears and Delsum Pharma's Artificial Eye Ointment. Oh, one of John's favorite words, ointments. Maybe, maybe Garcetti will do something about this. Uh, oh, that's right. <laughs> He's going to India. He should talk to them about the uh, <laughs> terrible bacteria and the eye drops. Both products have been recalled. But, you know, people buy stuff and put it on the oh, shelf, right? So yeah, that doesn't mean... A little mean... too late for the people who lost their eye. Uh, yeah, I know. It, it takes a while for the CDC to catch up to what's going on as uh, people report. How many eyeballs had to be yanked out before they got the... Uh... Well, I told you. 
four people had to have their eyeballs surgically four removed. Of them before they figured out what was going wrong? It looks like it's called, if your eyeball surgically removed, the term is enucleation. Did you ever know that, John? Never heard of that word. Enucle- enucleation. Enucleation? Yeah, it's just like nuclear, except it's got an E in the beginning and uh, I-O-N. Yeah, it's um, disgusting. Uh, one person has died, which apparently was reported Wait, earlier. they lost their eye and they died? I don't know that. They may have died before they lost oh their eyes. Um, right. You talk about side effects. The <laughs> uh, Do they run those side effects during the commercial? Um, may cause death? May cause you, you to lose an eye? Well, somehow this bacteria got into the eyedrop solution at this factory, it looks oh, like, in India. Could probably had filthy manufacturing conditions. It may not have been in all the bottles or, produced there, but it certainly got into enough that enough people just started squirting into their eyes. Or some guy didn't wash his hands coming back from the bathroom. Well, imagine ending up blind from this, too. Yeah, I, don't, I never put eye drops in my eyes. Uh, they put out a warning. Anyone who has used the recalled eye drops and has signs of an eye infection should seek medical care immediately. Duh. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, you're, 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 your eyeball will be on the floor. But there's no recommendation for testing people who have used the product and are not experiencing any symptoms of infection. So they don't want you to panic. Yeah. But if I had this on the shelf yeah, and had used no, it, I'd probably go in for an eye exam yeah, or that's, something. That's garbage can. All right, when we return, our guest is a San Francisco resident by the name of Richie Greenberg. He's been on our show before. I guess he ran for mayor, I think, at one point years ago. Yeah, he was uh, a big supporter of the Chesa Bodine recall. Recall. We had him on for that. Oh, he was and a lot was... involved in that. But he's going to talk to us about, uh, well, rejecttheplan.com. The plan is reparations. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors is looking seriously at a task force recommendations for reparations that include the possibility of $5 million per resident. What was that list I said yesterday, John? You could buy a house for a dollar. I think they want to give away college scholarships. Uh, it's like a whole list of things. All right, we'll talk about it with Richie coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Com. See new things. Try new things. Go back centuries while living in the moment. Forge new paths while discovering old ones. Pedal, paddle, and paint while trekking, tasting, and tailoring experiences that transform you into a better version of yourself. Immerse yourself in the world by activating your mind, your heart, and your body on a river cruise exclusively from Avalon Waterways. Save with limited time offers at avalonwaterways.com. Avalon is cruising. Elevated. Got menopause? We've got you. Hi, Jackie here, founder of ExoJackie. Feel supported throughout your menopause journey and beyond with our organic protein powders and symptom relief boosts. Formulated to keep bones and muscles strong, ExoJackie products help reduce bloating, hot flashes, and weight gain. Enjoy 20% off with promo code EXOPODCAST. Shop now at ExoJackie.com. QUI.com. Made for women by women.